every single time, Justin. <laughs> I tell you the whole of her ringtone for five seconds. You just cracked up laughing. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, let's start. When we when I have to purposely be silent, it's kind of funny to me. <laughs> Why is that so funny for you? Wait, am I supposed I'm to laugh sure. too, or is it just you? you can't <laughs> no, he just every single time I tell him to hold for room time. He was that kid in Look, school. He gets yeah. like I was that kid in school, yeah. That was <laughs> just like... He ruined it for everybody. Everybody, like, everybody shut up, and you're like... I'm just laughing in the back. No, can you say one more word? <laughs> word. <laughs> so, let me take a quick survey. Scott, what was your favorite children's book? Um... Old house, new house. Well, is that like a Dr. Seuss? It was like a farm that's in disrepair, and the guy comes to live there, and he slowly fixes it up, and it shows him fixing all the different things, and there's like communication between him and like the trees and the animals nice. and stuff like that. Nice, nice. Marshall? Um, I didn't read as a kid, so it's kind of hard for me. Maybe maybe green eggs and ham. Are we talking about young young kid or you like young adult literature? Uh, like like five and under. Five and under. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably green eggs and ham. Though. Okay. No, wait, 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 wait. The one with the fish by Dr. Seuss. Which one? One fish, one? two fish. Uh, that doesn't sound right. There, there was blue fish in there. Yeah, it just goes through counting fish. Well, is it the book? One fish. I think it's one fish, oh, two okay. fish. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm wrong. Sorry. Okay. Well. I came across this children's book this past weekend, and it seemed one. It seemed like it was absolutely in line with Punch the Clock, as far as like if we were to write a book, this is the kind of book that we would write. Okay. <laughs> so it's called "The Day the Crayons Quit" by Drew <laughs> Daywell. And shout out to Drew. Shout out to Drew for this incredibly just out there children's book. Um, and I was just kind of floored by it. So let me let me read an excerpt and let me give you a quick summary. So basically, this book is about a pack of crayons who are owned by a kid and they're they want to go on strike, and each okay. page of the story is a crayon airing their grievances as to why they're going on strike. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so. the crayon. Are they, are they, is they do it to the kid or? They're writing to the kid. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, this and, is, so this is a crayon writing to a kid. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Crayon writing to a kid. Okay. And uh, no specific brand of crayons mentioned. Uh, the kid, the kid's name is Duncan. And the red, this is red crayon's letter. I already uh, hate to Duncan. Duncan. Right. Just because of his name. So, <laughs> if you're named Duncan, I don't respect you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hey, there. let's add that to the list. Whoever is running our Wikipedia page, <laughs> please get like a running list of the things I've said I don't respect on here. Because <laughs> Marshall, in his early career, does not respect Duncans. Mostly Duncan. <laughs> I don't read and Duncan. I don't like Duncans. Dunkin' Donuts, don't respect them either. <laughs> Terrible service every time I go. That no gluten free donuts. What happened to that gluten-free brownie that they used to have? They, I, thought I they, didn't know they had that. They had it for a very short period of time. They waited too long in line. I've been dunking a long time. I feel yeah. like every single time I bring up I'm gluten intolerant, someone tells me, oh, you know, six years ago at some place <laughs> they had this. Did you ever try it? I'm like, no, I feel like it would be nice, though. Um, all right, so so this is Red Crayon's grievance. Hey, Duncan, it's me, Red Crayon. We need to talk. You make me work harder than any of your other crayons. All year long, 
I wear myself out coloring fire engines, in all caps, apples, <laughs> strawberries, and everything else that's red. I even work on holidays. I have to color all the Santas at Christmas and all the hearts at Valentine's Day. I need a rest. Your overworked friend, Red Crayon. I, I like how he's still regarded as a friend. But that sounded like a breakup letter to me. And, <laughs> Duncan just got dumped by the Red Crayon. I, I, I just think the creativity in this book is just unbelievable. Not, you would never think of that. It's like it goes beyond Toy Story where toys come to life. It's like... Yeah. It breaks that fourth barrier. Like you're breaking that barrier between kid and whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. I like how they're teaching kids to unionize themselves. I know. <laughs> Makes me think I do teach my red crayon the most, though, too. You know? Yeah, you probably do. Like fire engines? Yeah, I was thinking I, fire, actually. But you know. I, yeah. I think red and probably black for the outlines, maybe? Black was, yeah, black was actually the second page second of this. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and I'll do, um, I'll maybe update on the next episode, but. Black Crayon, one of his or her grievances was being the outline to everything. I want to be a star character, make a black cloud. Learn black. shading, Duncan, you idiot. <laughs> I, I, That's I, good. Not enough books. Is that excellent? Children. That is. Now, was there a color that felt like I'm ignored? I'm never used? Um, so the white crayon yeah. was, I think, one of those that fell into that category. And I read it very briefly, but. The white crayon was saying, like, why do you use me on white paper? Like, you can't see me. <laughs> Duncan, you idiot. <laughs> I'm not visible. You know, you're not letting me God. highlight yeah. anything. Yeah, so, you're supposed to use me as a highlight and blend me. Exactly. You moron, Duncan. I know you're four years old <laughs> or five, Duncan, but you're an idiot and we're sick of it. So, so, so here's, here's a premise, right, that, that the book assumes, which is kind of interesting. The book assumes that Dun- Duncan can read. <laughs> right. These crayons. Like, imagine if this kid, if Duncan's like two or three, like they can write all these grievances they want, but Duncan ain't reading those. Duncan's like, this is a nice drawing they made. If he's he's old enough to use crayons all the time, he's probably old enough to read a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe around maybe three like shapes or something. Maybe mm-hmm. five or six. I yeah. feel like you learn to read like around five or six, right? Yeah. Yeah. In kindergarten age. Is that kindergarten age? Yeah. Right. You guys have kids. You tell me. Mine's too young. Yours is too Mine young. Mine doesn't read. He's like you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I actively am Swipe against... Swipe left or right. That's all. Look, I'm, I'm actively against reading. Um, I never learned how. I've been faking it for about 30 years, <laughs> and every day I live a life worried I'm going to get caught. <laughs> I just can't keep getting away with this, guy. That's why you keep clocking out at 6 o'clock every day, because you think you're getting Well, it. I learn numbers. I learn numbers. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I understand two or three. Like, you know, I, I like prime numbers. I learn number. I, I didn't learn how numbers are. Yeah. Oh, we need to ask Scott about, uh, we need to ask him the critical guest question. Or we, do we even introduce No, we haven't even started the show. Oh, we didn't yeah. even start the We're show still yet. in the cold open. Oh, that's yeah. right, that's right. Speedos, you can do a lot of cold opens. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. Hey, you're welcome. You think we should start the show? We should start the show. Or should we ramble about Duncan and the crayons? I, I kind of want to ramble about <laughs> Duncan and crayons a little bit more. We longer. can go a lot of ways with like, this. It's, it's kind of nice to me to see a children's book that just slams the kid for once. Like, <laughs> hey, your kid sucks. And you know what? I blame the parents. I blame the parents. You can't blame the kid. you got to blame the parents. 
Apparently, it's not like they were saying, well, you melted me or you, you know, yeah. anything like that. So. How dare you yeah. use me for my job? <laughs> you do it poorly. <laughs> it really did sound like your art sucks, kid. Please stop. That's right. That's right. I'm tired of being the same thing. I want to be the yellow cranberry. You're not the yellow cranberry. You're the red cranberry. Like, how, how do we do this? Do we chop you up and, you know... Uh, do you have any more pages of that? Because I, I don't want to oh, read the man. rest of the grievances. <laughs> I kind of make me want to read that. I, like, I do. Okay, I don't want to read that. Like, like, which uh, crayon feels like they're getting the shaft? Which I, one feels like, you know, it could be better? I'm going to be like the red crayon, you know? I, I kind of love that the uh, white crayon was like, dude, learn color theory. <laughs> You're too young, <laughs> too old. I'm sorry to be doing this. Let me see if I can find uh, it. That's all right. We don't have to do that. We can start the show. All anyway, right, let's get started. Welcome to Punch the Clock. The only show that actually learned color theory in school, but the host did not learn how to read. I'm your host, Marshall. And I'm Justin. And as always, we have a guest with us, and that is Scott. Scott, hey. welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for being here. Not, not the same Scott as last time. This is Scott G. No, this is not my boss, Scott. The younger one. Yes, I'm the younger Scott. You're the younger Scott. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. You know, on my phone, I had uh, Scott, my boss, Scott. Because y'all used to sit next to each other. I had him saved on my phone as the Archduke of Scotland for a while. <laughs> we used to sit next to each other? I think he did. Or close did to we? each other. I don't know. Yeah, I tried to keep this this room. I don't know. Ouch. Rough. Rough, bud. Scott, I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Call him out. Yeah. Hey, you think we should get we should get both the Scots on the show at the same time as that this episode? Cool. We'll have Scott versus Scott. <laughs> I like Scott. Scott's good Yeah, dude. Scott's good dude. Scott, if you're listening, thanks for being our only listener. <laughs> Can you click yeah, over and over again? <laughs> Maybe skip Can ahead. You, every time I click, it rooms up. <laughs> Why, how does that work? You know? Maybe skip ahead. But no, uh, Scott, you were great to have on the show. Please come back on. It was fun. Uh, no, anyway, Scott G. We'll call you Scott G. Does that work for you? What would, you like or do, would you like a student? Do you identify as a Scott? I do. Scott okay. G is fine. Scott G is fine. I don't care. Okay, now that we got that out of the way. First question we ask all our guests on the show is, on a scale of one to seven, how do you rate us as co-workers? Maybe a four and a half. Woo! <laughs> For both of us? Wow. Maybe a five. Oh. I mean, I feel like we need to have more extracurriculars outside the office. Okay. Keep the party going so we don't have to go home to our kids or dog or whatever you have. Well, Justin, you, <laughs> Justin, you need to do better clearly. What do you rate me then? <laughs> I'm the one that's like constantly bringing down the I, shit. I would, I would say, so if I had to rate both of you separately, I'd say like Justin's like a six. Oh, that's good. And Marshall's like a uh, three. Ouch. I think that is Dang. the lowest score I've gotten. <laughs> At least it was a prime number though. I do respect that. I mean, is it, is it because I don't, I'm not putting enough time into our relationship? I don't. I I, I, I. I. don't know. I. I think I worked from home for so long to come back to you, randomly staring, <laughs> staring off into space. I feel. I feel like you hit a point where you stop working, and then it's just like okay. Pick a corner. I'm gonna pull a five year old. How much attention can I create? Like what? Come on. Hey, Scott. Scott. That's accurate. <laughs> accurate. But it's it's good. You bring good com- comedic relief. It was great when you put on the nails. You know the color. Oh yeah, nails. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. put on nails. Yeah. yeah uh, Scott's one. You didn't even tell your co-host. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. I can bring you some samples tonight. You guys can do it right here. You know, you can. We'll watch Marshall. With your Denver. 18 listeners, then maybe they'll, you know, hit up my wife. Hey, one listener. One listener. Scott. Sorry, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Scott's going to buy nails. Would so. you like to shout out your wife's company, or do you want to keep that separate? Uh, she sells Color Street. 
Okay. Um, you can look her up by looking up zip code 23116 for Cow Street. The more you buy, the more I have to spend. Thank you. Sounds good. Nice plug. I'm nice gonna, plug. Yeah, you're And that covers our sponsor for today. Yeah, he's today's sponsor. A legitimate sponsor. Thank you. Nice. I can vouch for him, guys. These things are so simple to put on. Even an idiot could do it. As an example, by I figured it out in 10 seconds. Imagine and the guy can't even read. I can barely even read. <laughs> I, 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 I would give you both pretty high scores for co-workers. Okay. Yeah. So a high co-worker score, a low personality Person score. Low <laughs> <laughs> oh, personality score? No, you guys are funny. Oh, <laughs> you gotta get a race the bar. You gotta always work to improve. You know, if I told you you were both sevens. One, that sounds weird. You know, hey, you're both a seven in my book. <laughs> Congratulations. I love how you're like Justin. You get a six. Marshall do a lot better. <laughs> you know what it is? Is I sit next to you. I don't sit next to Justin. That's fair. I, I feel I'm, used like... to, I'm used to sitting in a room by myself with just my dog nearby. So that's true. Being next to you is a bit weird. Yeah, I used to sit in the room with uh, a couple rats nearby, and it was kind of nice. Rats? Oh, yeah, my fiance has pet rats. Did she really, yeah? Yeah, I, I just realized how that sounded. I was like, where do you If you have <laughs> no context of how I live, you're just like, Marshall, you can get rid of the rats. No, they're, they're pet rats. They're meant to be there, which okay, is kind of weird. Getting the cheese, so. They're cool. They're cool pets. I recommend them. If you want a small pet that is very lovable like a dog, just get a rat. Do you guys do any, like, experiments with them? I do not. <laughs> Why am I experimenting you ever played on my rat? rat basketball at the science museum. You ever seen that? Oh uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they 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 have the rats. They play basketball. Really? Yeah, they yeah. slam dunk. They tell a rat how to play basketball. You're yeah. kidding? Multiple rats. Yeah. That's yeah, they're actually cool. very trammable. Yeah, they are. They're like very food motivated, like uh, dogs almost. So uh-huh. My uh-huh. dog's dumb. He can't be trained to do anything. What kind of dog is it? It's a beagle mix. Uh-huh. He, we're having our deck rebuilt and he's jumping off the side. <laughs> he's just like, there's stairs right there. And he'll walk out and he'll be like, and it's like eight feet down. And I'm just like watching him. I'm like, you idiot. And I'm like, all right, next time you go out, you open the door. All right, don't jump. He jumps again. It's like, what do you do? Do you grab him? Then he like flails mm. or just hope he doesn't. And then risk of you falling off the deck. Yeah, I don't want to fall off the eight feet. It will hurt me a lot more than it hurts him. I was so. jumping and flailing. Like, let me jump more often. He, 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 he's on there and he doesn't know what to do. And so right now he's just like, I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm like, there's stairs. I'm finally telling my wife, like, look, let's just let him out and leave him out there until he figures it out because it's driving us crazy. So mm-hmm. You would think he would recognize them and be like, stairs aren't there. Well, there's there's no rails right now. So there's like no, so no side rails. rails. Okay. Because gotcha. they're, they're building it and they didn't put those up yet. So right, we're, like usually I think it would guide him to where, where mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. and he doesn't have that point of reference. And they okay. moved the stairs. The stairs were here and now they're back this way. Whatever. So he's jumping off where the stairs were. No, no, he's just uh, jumping off there. I don't know because it's like the lowest, <laughs> it's like the highest spot nearby. So there's just know. no rationality. Yeah, to I don't. Well, and sometimes uh, I don't know, he's so confused. He looked like he was going to do it this morning, like six in the morning. I'm like, no, it's dark. You won't see. Like, dude, dude, <laughs> cut it out, bro. <laughs> it's like, why don't we all do that? Let's all jump off the deck. You know, eight or nine feet. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that is pretty funny. Good luck to your dog. Well, speaking of uh, office pets, I have a listener question for us. So, uh, listener mail. Hey, by the way, so Blues Clues has been on a couple times in my house in the past week or so. And did you know that Blues Clues, like their mail is email now, and the pad is is actually a phone, really, with a pad on the back. Yeah, I can see them updating yeah, it. Yeah, I guess most. I was kids... like, wow, like that's. Quite a bit of advancement there. 
you know? Yeah, from they each it up. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, on to listener mail. This one is titled Office Cat. Hello, boys and guests. That would be Scotty G. My office has a cat in it, and all of my coworkers, including myself, love this cat. However, I have noticed that this cat is very disrespectful towards me, knocking over items on my desk, meowing when I'm on the phone, and etc. I've asked my other coworkers if they are having this problem, but none of them seem to be having this issue of blatant disrespect from the cat. So my question is this. How can I show my dominance over the office cat in order to be treated with more respect? <laughs> Thanks in advance, dog lover in Oregon. Wow, we have a listener base in Oregon, huh? Yeah, apparently. Wow. Shout out to the West Coast. Yeah, shout out West Coast. Yeah. We actually respect you. We do. Okay, guys, but how do we get this cat to fall in line? Because in my mind, like, this cat has realized that they're above this person somehow in the hierarchy yeah. of the company. Did they say what kind of cat it was? They did not. Would that help? Are there breeds of cat? I have no idea. I was just buying I myself some more time. like orange cats and black cats. I've, and... I've found that there's two kind of cats. Cats that actually like people and cats that avoid people. Mm. Okay. Well, the cat is not avoiding them. I think that's part of the problem. Maybe if we can get the cat to avoid them. Like, hey, there comes that human. I better get out of this office right now. Yeah. I do have an idea. I learned about this um, this uh, thing recently from one of our, one of our teammates here. So... Um, they make a basically like a contraption that allows the cat owner to most effectively clip the cat's nails, right? Okay. And what you do is you put this uh, almost like harness on the cat, like under its belly, and you hang it from a shower rod. Okay. <laughs> and that allows you to clip the nails. And uh, anyway, so... So how do you get the cat into this <laughs> That was going to be my follow-up question. So, how did you get the cat in there? So I think, you just, I think you just like, <laughs> almost like, um, if the listeners can imagine like a, uh, like a uh, blood pressure cuff, and they would almost wrap it around the belly of the cat, and then get them in there so that when they're suspended, you know, in a safe way, they're suspended, but they can't move. So does it swing back and forth like a, like a playground swing? We could swing our cat on uh, it probably could. It would almost be parallel to, like, they'd probably hang parallel to the wall. Right? So, so your plan is to mobilize this cat so, the whole day. So also, if, time out. If, if we're look, if if the listener is looking to assert its dominance over this cat, then this listener needs to show this cat who's boss and who's really in control by trimming its claws. Uh, you don't even need to clip its nails, but just you know, put them in check, hang them up. For a couple minutes and let them know. Hang up the cat. Hang up the cat. Now, is there, is there a litter box in the office? I would have to assume so, right? Then let's let's say you volunteer to clean it for a few weeks. Uh-huh. And then one day when you know the cat's going to, take all its old specimens and dump it right in front of the cat. Ooh. This sounds like a... I, I guess have that's you done a, this before? No. Oh, no. It sounds like a pro move. <laughs> no, no. no but I was just saying, look, I'm showing you your own stuff. Here you go. You hey. got that. <laughs> just imagine this cat's like the what cat the? would understand that would be like yeah alright I, I got you now I respect you <laughs> like why are you holding on to that cat's like power play well, what, 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 what really bothers cats the other thing is they hate water they hate water mm-hmm. so maybe like you create like a moat around your desk uh-huh. office like, moat yeah office moat yeah. pretty easy to obtain yeah you know, just dig into the floor you know I, I don't know Okay, I think I think what needs to happen is clearly this cat understands the hierarchy of an office from being in the business for so long, and has wrongly assumed that this person is below them. 
So I think you need to get HR involved, have the cat into the office, sit the cat down, what and let it know that uh, that its behavior is unacceptable, it will not be tolerated, and have them reaffirm the hierarchy in the office. Wow, you're going formal. You, you, know, going the, formal. you know the uh, owner of the company drives a uh, convertible in the shape of a cat. <laughs> you think it's a cat company? Because, I mean, if you have the sort of company that allows cats in the office... You don't want to be the one complaining about the cat. Okay, so you think the owners can be like, no, the cat's above you. Yeah, the cat really is above you. <laughs> <What> <laughs> <is> the cat? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that I is the wrench of the play, I guess. I like to think of it as like, uh, there's the owner and he's the president, and then the vice president is the cat. It's vice president and cat or whatever. The business is in the cat's name and he gets the, you know, he really owns the company. I hope the cat has like a little collar with a little tie around them to make mm-hmm. him look like a little business cat. Like boss baby, but cats. Okay, maybe we should, maybe we're working for the wrong person. We should be helping uh, this here cat put this person back in check. <laughs> <laughs> Cat, if you're listening, here's some things you can do. I showed attention because you don't give me attention. Yeah, maybe he just needs more attention. Could that, be. That human needs more attention. That human's yeah. getting kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Now, maybe I, you offer it like a couple of Cheez Its or something. Maybe the cat comes It's looking for treats. Everybody else leaves treats on the desk. I that could be. hunt on your desk for it. Like, mm. you should just leave it out. Cat comes by and brings you a dead mouse on your, uh, on your desk. <laughs> He's like, like, hey. You've earned that. Yeah. <laughs> you just threw it away. And you're like, ew, what was that? You should have celebrated it more. Yeah, so, I mean, hmm. cats are interesting. My my son really wanted a cat for a long time. He uh-huh. loves them. He loves them. He wanted one so bad. He's like, Dad, it'd be so great. But I'm allergic. And so I was like, Yeah, we're not getting a cat. He's like, But you had cats as kids. Like, yeah, I love cats. Wait, wait, wait. You, you, I can't have a cat, but you love them. I'm like, Oh yeah, I do. I love them, and they love me. For whatever reason, cats pick up on you're allergic to them. Yes, and they, and they go to that person. Yeah, 100%. And he's like, oh, I really, really want a cat. So one day, he's cat sitting. So excited. He's cat sitting. The cat attacked him. Like, jumped on him. Claws <laughs> out. Oh, gouged my son. And he doesn't want a cat anymore. <laughs> well, and that problem uh, fixed itself, huh? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I love cats. But, no, that's that's the thing. If the cat is knocking my stuff over... The, the goal is to have less stuff or and to leave out treats and you know uh, preferably through like I don't know like Wiley Coyote like little treats going out to like a little trail and just falls from there I mean I, I don't know I think you need to go to the cat's office because we because of the vice president cat go to the vice president cat's <laughs> office yeah. go to his desk and knock his stuff off the desk <laughs> just be like no <laughs> you respect the power play <laughs> I'm the alpha go over to his like Toys, his hat, like maybe he has a house or whatever, you know, those cat stands, knock it over and TP it or something like that. Really show them. Oh, nice. here we go. Be like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but also as you're, as you're doing that, like taking the destructive approach, make sure you have a laser pointer. <laughs> laser point the cat. Because, because <laughs> think about it, right? So if you're walking in, into, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Cat's office and they ask you to shut the door. And then you assert your dominance through destruction. Well, they might ha- they might try to attack you. So you need something to distract them. So all you need to do is just beam a laser pointer, or, and then they will be distracted. Or one of those little things, like the little string things that you know you ever see people hang, like yeah, yeah, playing yeah. with you in a mess. Play with totally mess with them. Yeah. yeah. Imagine going to like an office meeting with Vice President Cat. 
and you got some charts and graphs on the wall, and you pull out the laser pointer, and you're like, as you can see, profits are up, and Vice President Katz just runs and smacks <laughs> the presentation to the floor or whatever. That would be funny. I've uh, never heard anybody bring a cat to work before. Dogs, yeah, yes. Yeah, I've heard a lot of dogs. You don't hear dogs. about cats. Yeah. Well, what's it must that? be the, like, the stink factor of a litter box, you know? Oh, yeah. Or you'd have to let the cat out occasionally. Cats, cats are very independent. Like, my yeah. dog's like a cat sometimes. But. An office cat's a weird one. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Now you bring that up, I I am kind of weirded out by that, and I'm kind of yeah, worried. Like, like I've never been anywhere where we had cats. We've had now at at the old office we had uh, we had a raccoon that was somewhere in the warehouse, and we would find <laughs> prints of him, but he wasn't our pet. He was, just <laughs> I was wandering about to ask. I was like, someone brought in a pet raccoon. No. <laughs> we have I, so many questions. I used, I used to bring my dog into work. Like I'd bring my dog into work on the weekends, and I'd let him run around the warehouse to see if he could find something, mm. or I let him run around the showroom for fun. I wish we could bring in dogs here. Just uh, that would be pretty cool. I, I feel like that would be very, very therapeutic for Friday every day instead of have pet day. So yeah, that's true. I guess you could bring your kid. You brought you ever no you brought your kid up here yet? Uh huh. No. I brought my son a couple times. He used to think it was neat. Nice. Now he understands it's working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so cool. It's like, it, it's really not good. <laughs> I tried to tell him, it's like, we play shuffleboard. He's like, yeah, I still don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he learned early. <laughs> okay, well, listener, I know that doesn't help you whatsoever, but to that cat. Uh, I don't know. I think that's probably the most helpful we've been. Is it? I think so. No, I mean, really, is it? <laughs> it so. probably isn't. <laughs> I think if anything, we helped the cat out more. But all right, That's let's uh, move on to our second listener okay. email for today. And I like this one because I read it, the double take, and was like, okay. Uh, and I do appreciate them for uh, being very direct. Hey, gang, I will cut right to the chase because time is money, and I know you'll have the headspace to answer this question. What do you think cows think when they're being sucked up by a tornado? Thank you for your thoughtful replies from Moo in Orlando. <laughs> There's cows in Florida. I don't know. <laughs> I would say I would think they're saying those those. Uh, it's getting back to us for those eat more chicken commercials. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think tornadoes and chickens are in league together? <laughs> that's what that, I would say. That's what cows might <laughs> You know, I've been saying for a long time. If we want to start conspiracies on the show, I'm more than happy to do it. Yeah. There's just got to be something believable, and we can make profit off it. I don't think the chicken tornado conspiracy is going to work, though. I mean, it's revenge. Chick-fil-A. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. God, can't mm. do it. Interesting. Okay. So Chick-fil-A is potentially funding global no, 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 warming. No, chickens of America. Oh, the chickens of chickens America. Chickens of America oh, okay. are funding tornadoes okay, okay. to yeah, suck up cows. No, I mean, you know what? I, I could see that. I can see how they're... Um, I mean, the cows could also be thinking, well, this is better than being a hamburger. At least I get to go for a ride and fly. Yeah. Because huh. have you ever seen a cow after they got picked up in a tornado? Uh-huh. Are they okay? I haven't either. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you were about to drop like some nugget of wisdom no. on me. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Twister? Yeah. Did they ever have a cow get picked up and flown around? I don't remember. Yeah, they did actually. A really bad 1990s CGI cow just flew by. Yeah. But yeah, I could see the the. I, I wouldn't say it's any chickens. I think we're talking like like cage chickens, like 
like not organic, not, you know, we're talking the cage chickens that, you know, get on the bottom rung of the whole cage and they get everything that falls down from the top. Like these, (laughs) these are the chickens that are funding the tornadoes um, that pick up cows. As we all know, the chickens fund the weather industry. (laughs) (laughs) Weather is controlled by someone. It's the chickens. (laughs) Unfortunate for us. No, but what, what, what was, the question was, what are they saying? Or what what do you think cows think when they're being picked up by a tornado? And I think I have it. They're probably thinking that song, You Spin Me Right Round, Baby, Right Round. <laughs> I was going to say they're probably thinking like, <laughs> Heavens to Betsy. Or I'm not ground beef anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well played, well played. Uh, is there any other puns we can make with this? Um... I still like the chicken conspiracy. Uh, chickens, chickens conspiracy. Maybe, is pretty maybe fun. orange juice growers of America could also be against them. I like um, how we immediately were like, "What are they thinking?" To who's against these cows? <laughs> <laughs> and who's trying to put them in the tornado? <laughs> oh man! I wonder, like, if there's a statistic out there that tells us how many cows we lose annually to due tornadoes. to tornadoes. Yeah, I bet we lose more to cars. Do you think so? You think like the cows get out on the road and I they think just cows get out on the road and run? Hmm. Yeah, probably like an eighteen wheeler. Okay, I'm gonna look up uh, tornadoes. How many cows are killed by tornadoes? <laughs> is it eight? Is it like shark attacks? You know? How many cows? <laughs> Not cows, people are people, killed yeah. by tornadoes <laughs> annually. Yeah, I learned how to read. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of like predictive text in that. Uh, yeah, I was gonna in say that it helps you along, you know. All right, according to this, there is no official data as to how many cows die a year from tornadoes. Uh, yeah, that pretty much just says there's no information. Okay, so that's a mm. bummer. So how many cows are there in the United States? Are we outnumbered by cows? I feel like we would be. I don't think so. I think we're out. How many cows are in the United States? Okay, there's 93.8 million cattle and cows wow. in the United States. That's how many chickens more. are there? How many chickens are in the United States? I should have my volume on for this. 504 million chickens. Wow. And that number is like... Those bottom rungs are going to come out. <clears throat> Two chickens might out, outnumber humans in the United yeah. States. Which is why they have the ability... Oh, my God. <laughs> Scary thought, right? Front, you know? Scary Chick-fil-A, thought. Popeyes, and I guess KFC. KFC. Everybody's selling chicken now. Yeah. Everybody... You, you all I heard mean, about it, these, it, like, chicken sandwich wars? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, people have literally died in this war. <laughs> Not joking. The Someone war on actually chicken. did die in the chicken sandwich wars, and that's messed up. We shouldn't joke about it. The but. war on chicken. The chicken mafia. How did that start? Because it feels like that started right at the beginning of COVID. Do we think I that think... the chickens started this war as a retaliation to humans and are spreading COVID through chicken sandwiches? Oh, gosh. That's I like, swear to God. That's like self-sacrifice. <laughs> that's like self-sacrifice, though, because I, they end up in... Martyrs. They're martyrs. Yeah. Martyrs. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to spread that conspiracy because someone yeah. on Facebook will take it and run with it. And then it's like they're not jihadists. What are you doing? They can be like, <laughs> hey, yeah, chickens are spraying COVID. And then we'll have no chicken sandwiches in the country. Yeah, and it's going to start a spin. Yeah. 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 Back to pork. But we can't agree that the chickens are controlling the tornado industry. I think so. I think definitively we've proved it here. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think they can. The cows are thinking, wow, I keep seeing the same objects around and around and around. <laughs> Cows are like, this is fun. We should have hooked that little uh, in Twister. The, they're trying to float the things. They should have strapped it to a cow instead and sent him up. It would have been so much better if they just found all the livestock and just put a little tracker on the cows. Exactly. This is why they should have put us in charge of this. Yeah, that movie would have been a bigger blockbuster. 
Even bigger blockbuster. Look, yeah. I've been saying it for years. The Punch the Clock Gang could write a good movie. We could. We could. Or at least write a movie. I think we could do it. Write a movie. Uh, a low budget movie. be the movie. worst one of all time. I mean, we could go Look, at the bars, we just got to write a movie. I think we got it. I think if we can <laughs> If it's get a good to, movie, that's a different story. If we can get to, like, let's say... 25 to 35 episodes of this show. That's a high bar. I know. We should be able to have the capacity to write a movie. I I totally disagree. <laughs> so would it be Marshall and Justin Strike Back or Justin and Marshall Strike Back? Mm. I think it would just be Punch the Clock. Or could the movie. Be, those yeah. cows really fly. I don't know. Yeah. We write Punch the Clock the movie, and it turns out to be like a really heartfelt drama. <laughs> you know, it's, it starts to sound like uh, Threat Level Midnight. Is what, yeah. what, what this is starting to sound like. Oh my god, what would be in the Punch the Clock movie? Like, if we were to make it really dramatic, it would be like you come back to work after COVID. We do a whole COVID scene. Uh uh. And they show up, and for some reason, my character is like very angry, like, You want to start a podcast? <laughs> Everything is like su- yeah, super, super dramatic. dramatic. I'm picturing White Shrew for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> is that his place? He's back from his, uh, what was it? Uh, what farm did he have? He had Shrew farms. farms yeah. yeah, but what did he grow there? Um, beets. Beets. I don't know. It was beets farm. It was yeah. a beet farm. Yeah. I like how both of us knew that I mean. Yeah. <laughs> beets. He didn't come up in the show very often. Yeah. Okay, well, I feel like we've nailed that question. I think so. I think so. So anyway, listener, we don't know what cows think when uh, they go through a tornado. We do know that chickens control the tornado industry in America. I wonder what other animals control other aspects of weather. I feel like seagulls control thunderstorms. I think things with wings. Things with, with I think wings. it's mostly they can, the they birds. Can around. Yeah, birds. Birds control all weather yeah, yeah, in America. Yeah. Just in America? Just in America. <laughs> <laughs> it's squirrels over in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> It's a highly contested. God, this show really went off the rails quick, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. We, we should not have gone down that route. Oh, well, anyway, time for our next segment. <laughs> uh, actually, do we do we do a sponsor other than uh, Scott's wife's business? No, we didn't do one yet. Okay. So uh, I guess let's go to today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is being unprepared. Hey, did you forget to do something really, really important? Did you forget to actually do something that would have really made a segment better on your show? Did you not fully plan out something when you said it? <laughs> Try being unprepared. It's not for winners anymore. Now back to the show. Anyway. <laughs> you prepared that, didn't you? You prepared. I did not, <laughs> you prepared to be unprepared. I did not prepare that. Uh, I kind of forgot we had a sponsor segment. Hey, that was good. <laughs> Went with the first and it popped in. It almost sounded like a real cue card or something. Yeah. Thank you. As you can see, I'm always reading from cue cards. <laughs> but anyway, time to get on to uh, one of our longest running segments. Fight me, coward. So if anybody's unaware or has not heard this segment before, it's based off a game called Super Fight. And we've modified it to our debate me, coward standard. Each one of us is going to argue about... A fighter, which is a white card that we have, and they also have two power-ups or downgrades attached to them, which are black cards. The point of the game is to see what character would win in a fight to the death, and you're arguing for your character. Uh, As always, we don't vote for ourselves. You vote for someone else's at the end. So, Scott, you are our guest, so why don't you tell us who your combatant is and what power-ups they have. My combatant is the Angel of Death. 
<laughs> the, angel. <laughs> the angel of death. Are you sure it's the angel of death or is it just an angel? It's an angel. Okay, it's an angel. But it will be of death. And it is armed with dynamite. Okay. <laughs> so it blows stuff up. And it can summon anything from a hardware store. So bricks, <laughs> uh, refrigerators, chairs, dining room tables, whatever you can build or make from a hardware table, hardware store. <laughs> It can throw at you. And it has wings, so it can fly. We already said it rules everything. The angels do so have wings. they're technically a bird as well. Now, are we going, uh, you know, kind of like a Renaissance-style angel, or are we going biblical angel? You ever seen the movie... Um, oh, angels in the Outfield? No, not that. <laughs> are we talking like Cherub? No. What was the movie... Um, with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, they're angels that come back oh, to Oh, I know. It's uh, the Kevin Smith film, right? Yeah, I can't think what it's called. Um, uh, Dogma. Dogma, yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of angel. Like, they're like wisecracking guys that go to Wisconsin of all places. And they have their wings. Okay. And they have their wings and they're under dynamite and will take anything from any <laughs> Home Depot or Lowe's plants, you know. It's just uh, refrigerators. Angel. Yeah. Angel Nails. Tim the Tool Man Taylor kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it rides along <laughs> as a souped-up lawnmower with a log chipper on the back. Okay. Yeah, and dynamite. Okay. So. <laughs> All right, that's our first combatant. Justin, wow. why don't you tell us about your combatant? All right, so my combatant is the Illuminati. <laughs> we were just talking about conspiracy things. Why? Why is this one so conspiracy happy? <laughs> with a tongue that can stretch and will move at will. <laughs> what? All of them? Like, everybody in Illuminati has this power? Or are we just assuming the Illuminati is one guy? <laughs> the Illuminati is an overpowering force that has a tongue. <laughs> they have stretch. one singular tongue. Okay. One singular tongue. Okay. It can wrap around itself, you know? Exactly. That was my real question, was how many tongues are we dealing with? Well, we'll, <laughs> it's tongue. we'll say, well, it's, yeah. It's we'll singular. Say it's singular. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One guy in the Illuminati has this power. And then I get to duplicate one opponent attribute, so I'll see what Marshall... Uh, you to have present. pulled that duplicate card almost every time we played this game. He doesn't want my dynamite. He doesn't want the hardware store. I don't understand. Yeah, apparently it doesn't. I, I would. I just want to see what my I want that hardware store. The hardware store. You can. I can name a lot of stuff. All right. Well, both y'all's fighters are gonna die because I have a samurai that is armed with a long electrified whip that is wearing a flaming tutu. <laughs> let's, let's think about that. So he's the samurai. Is wearing a flaming tutu. Yep. And how does that use as a weapon? I don't know. Is, is it, is it he, now, is he on fire? Or is um, just the tutu on fire? Just the tutu, apparently. Justin, okay. would you like to, uh, a flaming tutu? or? Um, what, do you got, what do you got against Scott? I have dynamite, armed mm. with dynamite, and the hardware store. I, I, like, I feel like okay. it's an easy okay. decision here. I like the flaming and electric whip, but uh, with the fire... I'm Wearing a flaming tutu, no, like that doesn't sure really that. help me too much. Um, why? Why, why, why doesn't the flaming tutu help you? Because I, I have a vision for, for, uh, <laughs> for this. Illuminati? Yeah. 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 You're an Illuminati, he's wearing a tutu. <laughs> um, <laughs> a flaming let's tutu. See. Yeah. How many times do you hear that? Right. Yeah, I'm going to go with, um, gosh, yeah, the fire. That Or I also have an electrified yeah. whip. Yeah, but I don't know. Fire and electricity, you know. Yeah. I do have. I might like go with the whip. Thing. I think I'm going to duplicate oh, the whip, but you don't have to give it to me. You still get to keep it. But you know, I'm, I'm picturing that. I'm picturing that tongue. Oh, you can duplicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put that between us. Okay, perfect. That, that long way. tongue of yours and that whip that could get tangled and. You know. Okay. 
So we've established. So you have the Illuminati with a really mm-hmm. long tongue that can stretch at will, and they have an electrified whip. And I also have an electrified electrified whip, whip wearing a flaming tutu samurai. So there are two electric whips in play. Yeah, that's just the thing I need to clarify. Okay. Well, Scott, would you like to explain how your angel is with uh, dynamite in a, a hardware store that can summon <laughs> will worth of stuff? It's going to kill the Illuminati and a samurai wearing a flaming tutu, both armed with electric whips. Well, I am a hardware store with many, many fire extinguishers. So your flying, your electrical whip would get blown out. And then I would take the pallet of bricks and drop it on you. You know, when you said fire extinguisher, I thought you were going to go for the tutu first. <laughs> Be like, that's just a fire hazard. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just <laughs> leave the tutu. And, and, and because I'm an angel... I can fly above you, and it's easier for me. And there's no strength limitations. So basically, I'm like a superhero, so I can lift whatever I want. I can drop a Lowe's right on top of you. So you're going to drop the entire hardware store? Any Summon anything from a hardware store, including the hardware store, yes. Are, are angels aggressive, though? This one is. It's got dynamite and can summon I mean, anything. I think... I would think Lucifer technically qualified as an angel, and he's pretty aggressive, right? There's the yeah, angel he's, a, he's a fallen you know? angel, right? Yeah. Yeah, it could be disease. I could do anything I want to. I'm not just Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life. I could really wreak havoc. Yeah, it doesn't really specify what type what of angel. What kind of it angel, is. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel Maybe we should just assume it's a generic angel. Just yeah. It's yeah. the angel of like a dead grandma somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better for some reason. Some. Y'all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> what else would I use? I could hit you, I could paint all over you, light bulb you, drop a cabinet refrigerator on you. List goes on. You can get nail guns, you know, automatic nail guns. <laughs> you just pull the nail guns firing at <laughs> Samurai and the, the Illuminati. <laughs> that little too cool. <laughs> now, here's the only thing I think about the Illuminati is how do you identify who's in the Illuminati? Because aren't they pretty secretive? Exactly. It says the Illuminati, so it's saying like a group or a <laughs> all of the Illuminati have gathered. I just together feel like you're together in a little circle, and you know, I don't know. The Illuminati are like, yeah, we only hang out in circles. They'd be like the Scientology folks or something. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we all team up against Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel pretty good about the angels' chances. Okay, okay. Uh, was that end your first argument? Okay. Well, Justin, would you like to explain to us how the Illuminati, armed with an electric whip, that can have a tongue that stretches at will is going to be a samurai wearing a flaming tutu with also with an electric whip and an angel armed with a hardware store worth of goods and dynamite. Absolutely. I'd love to. Go for it. <laughs> so the Illuminati has great power. Okay. It is a force that can overtake the angel because it knows more. Okay. Then the angel. The angel has God. And yeah, the angel's kind of got God. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying the Illuminati are above God? He's a contender. The Illuminati is a contender. <laughs> all right. And just so like that, we've all, again alienated our religious listeners <laughs> once more. It's a contender to God. Okay. So I think. Just I, I think it's like the Illuminati might be a a hand of God potentially. Well, they are powerful. We're assuming it's a bunch of powerful leaders are in right, the Illuminati. Right. Exactly, exactly. So I think that <clears throat> the Illuminati is so knowledgeable that it's going to know what the angel's intention is and what the samurai's intention is. 
But can't angels read the future and can look at what happened in the past? I don't know if they know that. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's a wonderful life here. So, yeah. you know. uh, it really depends. They're basically on the... like planets and suns. You Scott, know? I feel like it depends on the angel, and I feel like for the sake of the argument, you're going to have to pick a so, single angel archetype right now. So, angels. Here's the thing. Here, here, here's here's where where the Illuminati takes takes the medal. Is that angels? using the example of it's a wonderful life act on behalf of another individual who is on earth okay. right so the question is and it's going to be a rhetorical question the angel cannot act unless there is someone on earth that they're acting for so we don't know who that is so that's why the illuminati is going to be able to win this is because the angel has to be acting for someone, we don't know who that. That has not been defined. I I'm not following the logic. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it sounds really fancy, but I don't get it. Okay, okay, are okay. you done with God? Well, uh, well, one thing though, Scott, so so let, so before we go any further, Scott, I feel like you have to nail down what type of angel you are. You can't just keep picking every angel. Pick one type of angel. What type of angel do you want your angel to be? The angel of death. Okay, angel of death rules then. Okay, so we're gonna get rid of the future. Can the angel of death see the future? You would have to assume so, right? Because yes. you can see everybody. He at least knows when people are going to die. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Okay. All right. So, okay, so let's go back to the to this is a now that we've life. nailed down the angel of death. <laughs> so, what was the angel's name? Was Clarence, wasn't it? It's not the angel of death. No, no, but but just as an example of what I'm trying, the metaphor that I'm trying to build. He here. hasn't gotten his wings yet. My angel has wings. We've already established as Matt Damon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From Dogma. Or, or Ben Affleck. Yeah. Or Ben Affleck. Uh, whichever one was Angel. Whichever one you like better. So I think that the Illuminati is an independent body. I'm going off the premise that an angel, regardless of, of what type of angel, is only going to act on behalf of an earthly person. So s- someone on earth has to request the presence of this angel. Right? Okay. Whether it's death, whether it's whatever it may be. Like... Like it happened in This is a Wonderful Life, right? The angel acted on behalf of the guy, forgot his name. Okay. On Earth, George. right? George, George, yeah. So the Illuminati doesn't need that um, permission. It can just act okay. on behalf of itself. So it's going to take its tongue, which is actually controlled by Nicolas Cage. Why is Nicolas Cage in the and Illuminati? And it's going to take, take over this angel... And once it grabs hold of it, it's going to hit it with the electric whip and angel's toast. There's a lot of leaps there. <laughs> <laughs> like normally, I try to build up everybody's argument, but yeah, you're, 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 yeah. you were making the weird. You made a really long argument for that the Illuminati <laughs> has free will, which is not <laughs> something we were debating. <laughs> It would have been the samurai is sounding better and better. You know? I was, I was yeah. trying to create some meaningful doubt behind the angel's ability is what I was trying to All do. Right. Like, I, I get the premise of like, oh, the angel has to be summoned by someone. I couldn't mm-hmm. even get behind that. But uh-huh. it still seems like you would then say, okay, I'm going to go find that person uh-huh. and get rid of them to get rid of the angel. So, so here's the challenging part behind the Illuminati. We all know it's great power, right? Okay. We can all see that, right? However, it's really hard to define. So in order to really make an attack on another character, I need to chip away at its credibility. 
Okay. I'm just, <laughs> just going to start arguing for mine now. <laughs> okay, Marshall. All right, so I, I, I yield the rest of my time. <laughs> Please. Okay, so uh, I have a samurai with an electric whip wearing a flaming tube too. First thing I'm doing, I'm wrestling that electric whip from y'all. I'm going to go shock your tongue of the Nicolas Cage Illuminati. Grab that whip. Now I got two whips and a flaming tutu on fire. Next step, we've already established he's summoned a hardware store. I'm putting out the flaming tutu on fire. I'm just starting to realize that that's a hindrance and not a power-up weapon like I originally thought. Then I'm going after your angel. We've already established the angel has to be summoned by someone through Justin's arguments. I'm going to go find the person, maybe after I've already killed all the Illuminati, because... Really, once I've shocked Illuminati Nicholas Cage, he's dead, right? We can establish that. The tongue is very conductive electricity. Sure. I just have to go hunt down the rest of the Illuminati. I got time. I can do this. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, if I'm being honest. I don't mm-hmm. think I have this one. <laughs> but does everybody feel like they're ready to vote? I think so. Okay. Uh, Scott, you are, I guess. Why don't you go ahead and vote? Gotta choose between the two of you. Mm. The, uh, Justin. You vote for Justin? <laughs> really? The two two is just too much to overcome. All the two right. two is too much of an encumbrance, huh? Yeah, it's just it's it's I'm just picturing a samurai with a two two on. And just right. a two two. Okay. So Justin, what was your vote between uh samurai and the angel of death? <sighs> Gosh, I mean I think Scott put a lot of thought into the hardware store mm-hmm. um marshall you put a lot of uh like steps in there of how you were gonna do it mm-hmm. so gosh i might have to go samurai hey. because it was the power-ups that you leveraged and not you didn't rely on the samurai's i could have skill relied and ability. on the skill and ability i that's just right. realized that now that's right so I'm gonna go samurai. Okay. Yeah. I picture Tom Cruise the movies. Like, like, <laughs> I'm going Tom Cruise samurai. Well, not well, no, the the main guy and that was awesome. Yeah, he was pretty awesome. I can't think of his name, but he was really good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my vote's last, and I'm just gonna let you know I'm voting for Scott's. Okay. I I think the angel of death. So we got a three way tie here. We do have guess when. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and give away my point to. I'll give it to Scott. You get double points now. You win. All right. So do I have 30 seconds to talk about whatever I want now? You sure. ever watch yeah. that show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go for it. So uh, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for us. Uh, would you like to shout out anything, Scott? Where can we find you on social media? Do you want to be found? No. <laughs> that's a common answer. Big Brother's watching. No. Always is. I think that's it for the show today, huh? Yep, that's going to wrap things up. Uh, We thank you all for being here. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much, Scott. Uh, Definitely I'll have you back if you'd like to come back. We hope we've added We'll put you on the spot right now. Yes or no? (laughs) Let that be known that was a reluctant sure. (laughs) That's going to wrap this up. I've been Marshall. I'm Justin. Uh, We appreciate being here. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere else that we don't respect. And bye. Bye, guys.